When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and fierce believer in the power of matcha powder. Another thing I'm a big fan of is history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. And each day, I'm going to share a few of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365 with MXM Tune. You're probably familiar with Cinco de Mayo, an annual celebration on May 5th. Duh, in Mexico and here in the United States. The spirit of Cinco de Mayo certainly is revolutionary, a la Independence Day. In Mexico, people hold festive parties, parades, and battle reenactments. In the United States, there are a lot more tacos and margarita-type deals. The way non-Mexicans have harnessed Cinco de Mayo into a universal taco and margarita deal holiday without having any idea of what they're celebrating is kind of problematic, but that's a longer discussion for another time. So yep, Cinco de Mayo is not actually Mexican Independence Day. It's the commemoration of the Mexican army's victory over the French Empire at the Battle of Puebla, which happened on May 5th, 1862. It's a big day, but it's not the day. Again, something to think about the next time you hit up a Cinco de Mayo party, if we ever have parties in the future. The day, Mexican Independence Day, is September 16th, and it marks Mexico's declaration of independence from Spain, which happened all the way back in 1810. Mexico was a Spanish colony for several centuries. In the 1500s, the conquistadors began arriving in central Mexico, which was then largely ruled by the Aztecs. As an FYI, people did not speak Spanish in Mexico before the Spaniards came. There were a number of indigenous languages that floated around, including Nahuatl in central Mexico and the Mayan dialect in the Yucatan, which is still spoken in the region today. But back to the conquistadors. The most violent, and by some brutal measures, successful conquistador was Hernán Cortés, who led an expedition to central Mexico in 1519. That was the beginning of the end for the Aztecs. And for indigenous Mexicans in general. By 1521, the Aztec capital, Tenochtitlan, which is now modern-day Mexico City, fell to Spanish invaders, kicking off nearly 300 years of Spanish rule. Spaniards later conquered other parts of Mexico, like the Yucatan, which was previously under Mayan rule. Not mine, just to be clear. The Spaniards were not great to the indigenous Mexicans. The Kingdom of Spain held total control over the colony, which they called New Spain. Not very inventive. And the local political posts could only be held by Spaniards, who flocked to Mexico largely because of the region's silver mines. Thanks to all that silver, Spain became wealthy as hell. 
Meanwhile, all those Spanish immigrants exploited the indigenous population for their labor, forcing them to work the land and confiscating their personal wealth. Some good things that did come out of New Spain and the marriage of Spanish and indigenous culture were tequila, which was first produced in the city of Tequila in the 16th century. There was mariachi, a genre of music played by an ensemble string band that dates way back to the 18th century, and Mexican cuisine, which as a Californian is pretty important to me personally. Still, Spanish rule was extremely difficult. And over time, Mexico turned into a bit of a cultural melting pot, with the country's hierarchical ladder starting with the people still coming directly from Spain. The Creoles, whose family came from Spain, but they were personally born in New Spain, the Mestizos, who had mixed Spanish and indigenous ancestry, and the indigenous Indians, who even after centuries were still relegated to working the land in poverty. Spaniards also brought black slaves over from Africa. And well, you know how that went. Even as Mexico's population grew and diversified, the only people allowed to hold political office were those who came directly from Spain. Nobody really wanted this, other than, you know, the Spaniards holding political office. The different population groups did not love each other, but they really didn't like the Spaniards, who wouldn't let them govern their own land. By the early 19th century, the Creoles, in particular, were sick of not having any real political power. The American Revolution in the United States had just ended, and the idea of taking back power from a kingdom across the Atlantic was starting to take hold in New Spain. And that brings us to the Mexican War of Independence, which was mostly kicked off by one man, Father Miguel Hidalgo y Costilla, a Catholic priest in the city of Dolores. Hidalgo was descended from the Spaniards, but he was born and grew up in New Spain. He moved to Dolores at the turn of the 19th century with the intention of helping more indigenous populations grow their own wealth, which would at least somewhat liberate them from the Spaniards. He taught them beekeeping, leather making, and other trades that used agricultural resources they had access to. The Spaniards didn't like this and told Hidalgo to stop. They tightened their hold on the economic market, and even worse, when a famine broke out from 1807 to 1808, they wouldn't let the people of Dolores access their grain stores, causing food prices to spike and people to starve. Hidalgo wanted to fight for his people, and he was at his last straw with the Spaniards. The revolution was already bubbling. Jose Bernardo Maximiliano Gutierrez de Lara, a revolutionary organizer, asked Hidalgo to help him in his efforts to free Mexico from Spanish rule. Gutierrez de Lara then went to Washington, D.C. to lobby the United States for help in fighting a revolution against the Spanish. Hidalgo stayed in Dolores to wait for him, but he was also himself afraid of getting arrested, and on the night of September 15, 1810, he decided to take matters into his own hands. He sent his brother and a group of armed men to free local revolutionaries who were being held in the local jail. They set 80 people free. At 2.30 a.m. on the morning of September 16, 1810, Hidalgo took the first significant action that sparked the Mexican Revolution. He rang the bell to his church, calling parishioners to mass. About 300 people showed up. Hidalgo, flanked by revolutionaries Ignacio Allende and Mariano Abasolo, then gave a speech calling for parishioners to leave Dolores with him and join him in a battle against the oppressive Spaniards. 
The speech, known as the Grito de Dolores, or the Cry of Dolores, immediately sparked a war. About 800 people followed Allende and Hidalgo out of Dolores, and as they marched through Mexico, their numbers grew and grew. The army swelled into the thousands. They fought battles against the Spaniards. Hidalgo was caught and executed by Spanish forces in January of 1811. But the war stretched on for a decade, and ultimately, in August of 1821, Spain signed the Treaty of Cordoba, making Mexico an independent nation. And so, every year, on September 16th, Mexicans celebrate that very first revolutionary shot, Hidalgo ringing the bell at his Dolores church. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And now for our fun music fact of the day. On this date, in 1979, the Sugar Hill Gang released their hit single, Rapper's Delight. The song was a huge hit, reaching the top 40 in the United States and topping the Canadian charts. It wasn't the very first single to feature rapping, but it has been credited with pushing hip-hop into the mainstream, where it certainly remains to this day. And now it's time for me to dive into my own personal history and see what I was up to on a September 16th in my life. So I've cracked open my photo archive and typed in September 16th to see if I was up to anything interesting. And surprise, surprise, I actually did have something going on. Sometimes I think my life is not very exciting and I will probably not have exciting things to share on every single day, but so far, doing pretty good. So on September 16th of 2019, I took my parents out for dinner. And this was the first time I had ever treated them to dinner. We went and got, I think it was Middle Eastern food. It was really, really delicious. But the reason behind that was because we were celebrating my very first album release. The Masquerade was set to release on the 17th of September. And I was on the West Coast in California. So everything was coming out at 9 p.m. my time. And so on September 16th, technically, of 2019, I released my very first album. Kind of, kind of awesome, if you ask me. So that was what I was up to. Um, I doubt there will be something quite as exciting for other dates in the future, but that one's pretty sweet. That was nice to look at the photos and be reminded of that. So thank you all so much for listening to this episode of 365 with me, MXM Tune. And I'm so excited to dive into more history with you tomorrow. I'll talk to you then. Take care. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach.
future stuff No, it won't be tough Gonna go a year till you've had enough It's 365 Thanks for listening to today's episode of 365 Days with MXM Tune. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow along with us on social media at 365 Days MXM Tune on all platforms.